glory. Listen, we've got, I forgot last time how many nations were connecting to the website, but can we give everybody listening by the web or by CD? I got some testimonies about CDs today. Let's give everybody listening on the web and by CDs, let's give them a big hand. Let's welcome and thank God for them and we just speak blessings on them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're glad you turned in today. Hallelujah. Now, you see, that's good practice for TV. Amen? Hallelujah. Look with me, please. Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2. As you know, we've been studying this year on wisdom. And how many know wisdom is the principal thing? And we've had some awesome services. If you weren't here, I encourage you to listen to them on the Internet free or get the CDs. But I want you to look with me in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6, it says, For the Lord gives wisdom. If you're taking notes, that right there speaks the value. Because it's the Lord giving it. You know, how many of you know that, like for example, I have a watch of my grandfather, I have an old 22 from my great-grandfather, and I have different gifts that I value because who it belonged to. There's a lot of difference between having my great-grandfather's 22 and the 22 I bought from TG&Y back in the 70s. Remember TG&Y? Yeah, I had on a little well, got it out. Old Remington. Anyway, it's amazing the, what you put value on. And right here it says, And the Lord gives wisdom. Wow, Him. God Almighty. And we saw that from the beginning wisdom has with, been with Him. And from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the path of justice. He preserves the way of His saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul. Now as you're taking notes, there's something I want to share with you here about putting the value on God giving us wisdom. And and. I know, I know you already know this, but I believe that this may help us understand something here. You know, James even says that God gives wisdom to those who ask liberally. Just It says to ask. But I want to show you there's a difference than wanting and valuing. And that's what this word is here. Proverbs says, wisdom says, I will give you long life. How many want long life? He says, I will give you life. How many want life, a good life? He says, I'll give you riches and honor. How many want riches and honor? How how many want the blessings of God? Everything that wisdom gives, health. Who wants health? Okay, this is the difference. The American mentality, a lot of the messages we've heard, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I want a long life. Amen, I want a long life. I want riches and honor. I want to show you the difference between our mentality and the Hebrew mentality. It's not that you want long life. It's that you'll value a long life. It's not that you want life. It's that you'll value your life every moment you live. It's not that I want my finances and I want blessings and I want protection. It's not that I want health. It's that I'm going to value my health. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do my best to do what I'm supposed to do. Why? Because it's not that I want it. It's that I value it. And you see, it says in the book of James that he gives wisdom to all men liberally. Listen to this. Lord, I'm believing, and how many of us ever did this? Lord, I, I, I need some answers. I want an answer, Lord. Is she the right woman for me? Is this the right job for me? I want some answers. And he says, until you value 
the answer. I can trust you with the answer. You want it. But once I give it to you, will you be like that small child? I want a video game. I want a video game. I want a video game. Danny, look, the video game. Look, that's the video game I want. They want it. And when they get it three months later, come on. Honey, I found a motorcycle. I found a car. I found a bass boat. I got to have that boat. I want that boat. I want that boat. I want that truck. And isn't it amazing that you wash it for a few months and then you don't wash it like you did when you first got it? Why? You wanted it. You wanted it. Church, do you hear what the Spirit is? This is simple, but this is real. You wanted it. But wisdom says, it comes from my mouth. Do you value it? In a story by a Hebrew rabbi, he tells his story. And it's not quite... American, but in this story, it talks about a son who came to his dad who was a king and his dad was eating. And the son came in and the dad says, are you hungry, son? He says, oh, daddy, I'm so hungry. His dad says, well, get you some some food out of the pot. He says, dad, could I be privileged enough to have the food you're chewing on? And I know your American mind goes, oh, that's gross. But according to the Hebrew mindset, it speaks of a son who wanted the very thing that was in his father's mouth. To be, as his father was valuing what he was eating, he wanted to value the same thing. And it says that wisdom comes from the mouth of God. And Lord, I thank you for the wisdom of man, and I thank you for the wisdom of our elders, and I thank you for the wisdom of, of those, our forefathers. But I want the wisdom from your mouth. Um, and, and he says, okay, you want it. Oh, no, I'm going to value the wisdom from your mouth. When I want something, it'll decrease in value. But when I value something, I'll do all I can to take care of it and heed it and listen to it. Do you see the difference there? Amen. Isn't that simple? But, boy, I brought it back home. When you're studying the Hebrew, it's more than wanting. We've all wanted things. i got to have that. Lord, let it come on sale. I want that so bad. And you know, for example, I have tons of books. But it's amazing. You'll see uh, my World War II history books and all that, and war books and Civil War books. You'll see all those books. I have a whole area for that. Why? I value some of the more antiques. I value those books. Books from my great-grandparents who were in the ministry. I value those books. It's not that I wanted them. I valued them, and they have first place on the shelf. What, do, do we, are we going to value the answer? And he says, I want you to walk in love. I want you to forgive that person. I want you to look the other way during this, this thing you're going through. Lord, that's not what I wanted to hear. You need to value what I say. Leave that person. Leave that relationship. Heed my words. Walk in wisdom. But to walk in wisdom, you've got to value my wisdom. It's not what I know, not what I want, but it's what he wants. Amen. Brother Shane, uh, uh, brother, brother Rick, Brother Joel, uh, uh, Brother James, could you help me a minute? I got an example tonight. You look pretty upright. You look blameless. <laughs> Just and fair. Fair. There you go. Now, it says in the Living Bible, then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. Now, guys, what I want you all to do with this, I want uh, uprightness in front of me. 
I want blameless on the side of me, facing that way. I want just in front of me, on the side of me, and I want fair behind me. I want you to write down these four words because it's giving us something here when God is speaking. He says, okay, I'm going to give you something from my mouth. What is he giving us from his mouth? Write down these four words that he speaks. Upright, blameless, just, and fair. Brother Rick, go ahead and read. What does yours mean? What does it say on the back? Okay, let me get the other microphone and we'll pass it around. Go ahead and say it again for our guest on the Internet. It says straight, level, pleasing, and agreeing. Okay, go ahead and say it again. Upright means straight, level, pleasing, and agreeing. Okay, did you write that down? Because God spoke it. Do we value these words enough to write them down? Okay, Brother Rick, let's pass the microphone. Okay, next will be just. Just, what is due? Rooted in his character. Rooted in his character. A just measurement. A just measurement, that which is right. Okay. Blameless. Blameless. Integrity. Integrity. Innocence. Strength. Opposite of mischief. Word for the stones of Aaron's, the priest's, breastplate. The stones in Aaron's breastplate. And then we have fair. Fair. Holy one, saint, refers to Jesus. Kind, gracious, merciful as our Father is merciful. Okay. Thank you. Now I want you to see, a lot of times we wonder, what is happening to my life? Why was I not protected? What happened? A hole in the hedge, the serpent bites, it says in Ecclesiastes. I I plead the blood of Jesus every day. How did the enemy get in? It says right here that these four words make up a shield around you. These four words, practicing, living, abiding, in these four words form the shield around me. How to live, how to operate. What to do, what not to do. Are you seeing the picture here that that wisdom is telling us? I I want to protect you. You you value what I'm telling you, and what you value will become the shield around you. Okay, thank you guys. You can be seated. Thank you. All right. Now, I'm going to speak on a few of these things right quickly. For example, upright means to weigh All the points, you may want to write this down, upright means to weigh all the points, look at all the different views, and it talks about after careful, write this down, after careful prayer and study and thought. After careful prayer, study and thought, then I will choose that which is upright or the right way. That's the word upright. Justice means to hate arrogance and cruelty. Psalms 106 verse 3 says, God protects, listen to this, God protects lovers of justice. Justice is the fear of the Lord. Now we're talking about the shield here. We want to be protected. Well, here's the four words that form the shield around. And he says, I will protect the lovers of justice. Blessed are those who keep justice and he who does righteousness at all times. David said it. At all times, I have there I have justice in front of me. 
I'm doing what is what is justly. And if you have the uh, lexicon or the vines or the strongs, you can look that word up and you can go into a deeper word study. We won't do it tonight. But as long as I have those words around me and I'm doing them at all times, that shield is around me and protecting me. Now, the kind of conduct towards others and what God requires, all of this is in the area of justice. Now, Proverbs 8, 6 says, Listen, for I will speak of excellent things. From the opening of my lips will come right things, for my mouth will speak truth. Now, I want you to write down this word fair, because fair is is such an interesting word. And as someone said, it was the word for the coming of the Messiah, Jesus. But I, I want you to know something else about this word fair. It means what is honest and truthful. But the word fair is the Hebrew word ruler. Now we're getting to something here. I really want, don't, don't, don't let your mind wander off. It's the word for ruler or nobility. Get ready for this. I want the shield around me. And how many have ever heard preached, we're kings and priests in Jesus Christ? How many have ever heard Proverbs speaking of us being crowned? Listen to this. That word, that little word fair, or faithfulness in some uh, translations, that little word fair is the word for nobility, is the word for crown. And when the Lord spoke the Torah or the law, the words of the law had the names of Yahweh, the letters of Yahweh written into the words of the Ten Commandments. And according to the Hebrew writers, that when the law came down, the, the letters came down with two crowns on them. And that word for two crowns is, is, is why the Israelites said when the law was coming down, we will hear crown number one and we will do crown number two. And as they believed that as the words descended from heaven, the voice of God, as he wrote them down with his finger, the words were crowned. And that's that word right there, fair. And what the Lord was saying, that these words are, my words are trustworthy. They're words of honor. They're words of truth. And when you do these words, what crowns my word with authority will crown you. The word you live will be the life that's crowned. As you practice my words and as you practice my commandments and you live according to my word, what is what I crown my words with is what I will crown you with. Now, how many of you see here, we hear a lot of times, oh, I've got a crown on. Boy, I tell you, I have the crown of authority. I have the crown of righteousness. Not if you're not listening and not if you're not doing what the Word says to do. We wonder sometimes, and there's even books. I've got two microphones on, and I see them running over there. Okay, two crowns, two microphones. So many times there's books. Why is it working? I confess every day I'm crowned with righteousness in Christ Jesus. Yes, you are. But why don't, am I not seeing the authority? Maybe because you're not living the word, therefore your life is not crowned with the results of the authority of the word. Because that's that word fair there. Listen, this is, it, it, it's, it means to be, hey, hey, everybody. It means to unquestionably Accept the rules of God. Unquestionably. 
except the rules of God. And it's the letters with the names of God in them, the words and actions of God. It means uh, importance, and it means to be ahead of through the crowning of these words. So, so how many of you say we see that little word, we read through that word fair? How many know that? That's a big word. Faithful, that's a big word. We will hear and we will do. Say that with me. I will hear and I will do. It speaks there about the real purpose that a wise person values the life and quality and everything that God wants, wants to do in his life. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave some of this for uh, later on. Look with me in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 18. She is a tree of life to those who take hold. Say that with me. Take hold. Take hold of her. And happy are all who retain her. She is a tree of life. Let me stop right there and give you a point here. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. If you're taking notes, listen to this. That word, take hold of her branches, means to become Whatever you grab hold of, you become. You grab hold of that branch till you look like a natural branch on the tree of life. Take hold of it. And this is what it says in the Hebrew. You you end up being conformed into the image of His Son. He's the tree of life. Whatever I hold on to, I transform into Now, this is what the rabbis teach about that little word, take hold. Are you ready? Are you taking notes? That little word, take hold. This is what the rabbis teach. I'm a rabbi tonight. I forgot to put my tallit on. But anyway, I'm a rabbi. I'm Rabbi Kabash. Anyway, this is what it means. What am I talking about? Take hold. hold. Yeah, thank you. Boy, there's a rabbi for you. (laughs) This is what the word take hold means. This is what the rabbi teaches. If you're reading one lesson, read two. If you're reading once a day, read twice a day. This is what that word take hold means in the teaching of a rabbi. Whatever you're doing, do double. Well, you know, I do my devotion in the morning. Well, do one in the afternoon also. But that don't make no sense. Oh, how many have ever heard of Charles Spurgeon? One of the greatest preachers, the preacher. I have a huge library of his. T.D. Jakes loves Charles Spurgeon. Awesome preacher. Revelation of God. Do you know he has two devotionals? Morning and morning and evening and evening. Because that rabbi says that if you're really going to value what I'm going to tell you and you're going to take hold so you become what you're taking hold of, you're going to have to do double than what you're doing until you get it. You're praying once a day? Try praying twice a day. You're reading one chapter a day, try reading two chapters a day. You're having one devotion a day, try having two devotionals a day. That is what the rabbi is teaching. You're studying once, study twice. You go to, okay, here we go. For all Sunday mourners, mornings only, you go to church once a week, try to go to church twice a week. Take hold. Say that again. That's good. That's good, yeah. That's good, that. Listen, take hold. Take hold. What's the, why is it not functioning in my life? What have you taken hold of? 
What have you taken hold of? Well, you know, I've taken hold of the programs that come on on Wednesday night. Uh-oh. Tuesday night intercession. I've taken hold. You know, that's the night that the office comes on. And I can't miss the office because it's so intelligent. So I've got to take hold of the office instead of take hold of intercession. Just an example. You hold on to the branch till you become one of the branches. And the branch that you become becomes the branch that bears the fruit. Woo! Shandai. Is that good? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. Listen. My son. Oh, I love this. We don't have time to get into it, but listen, that word, my son, it's the word for my, the innocent one. And I'll try to get into it next week, but listen, Proverbs, and the scripture that says in Proverbs 29, that the wholehearted is the wicked. And the, the wholehearted is a word for the wicked ones who are so sold out on what they desire, what they want to lay hold of, stealing and killing that they desire to take down the innocent one. And when you read that word, my son, it's the word of meaning sinless, innocence. My son, innocent one, innocent daughter. He's saying, listen to me. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart, let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace. Somebody shout out peace. peace. How many wants peace? No. How many values? Peace. Don't you see? It changes your life. Listen, this changes your life. Listen, I want peace. Or are you willing to keep worship on in your home? Do you value peace? Do you're willing to get rid of the soap operas to keep the peace going? I want peace, but now that I have peace, let's go back to as the stomach turns. As the world turns. turns your stomach. So, you know, or, you know, how much do you value peace? To put worship on, even though you don't feel like it and your soul is telling you not to? Oh, and that's another point about the, the, the Psalms, Proverbs chapter 1 with the innocent one. It says that they desire to take, your, take you, your body down to the grave. Do you know that word there is the word your spirit, your soul, and your body to the grave while you're still alive? If we can have time to get into it, I am getting into inner healing without getting into nothing but the Word. They desire to take you down to the grave, spirit, soul, and body, while you're still alive. You're still breathing. You know the example it gives? Rick, this is so sad. The example it gives is a fish after it's been caught and thrown on the bank and it's taken its last breaths. It's still alive, but it cannot adjust to the new form of breathing. This is rich, people. This is rich. All of these sermons we've been having on wisdom, this is so rich. It's just so mind-boggling. And it's like you could picture that fish. If any of you have ever fished or they jumped out of the tank or your kids threw them out of the tank, you remember their last few breaths and it's, you think it's so sad. You know, if you're not a fisherman, if you're a fisherman, you know, you don't care. Throw in the ice chest. But if you love, I mean, but if, you know, if it's a pet, you hate to see. Or that dog. You ever lost a dog? It's taken long, it takes a long time to take its next breath. 
Well, that's what happens to the person who gets taken out of the place of these four words, out of the stronghold of God, out of his place into the place of the lack of wisdom. (gasps) (gasps) So this is what this is saying. That if you desire long life, if you value length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. Now, are you ready for another thing here? It says in Proverbs chapter uh, 3 there, it says, let your heart keep. Say, let your heart keep. That is the word for ear, inner and outer ear. But this is what it says in the Hebrew. Let your ear become a funnel. I've got so much to tell you. How many of you heard heart and hears a who? Did y'all see that movie, the cartoon, Heart and Hears a Who? It was awesome. Anyway, that elephant put the funnel to his ear, and it's amazing what I can hear right now better than I can with this ear. I hear you breathing, honey. Oh, I felt that. Anyway, <laughs> my hair is standing up. Do it again. Anyway, <laughs> listen, I, want, I know this is going to look ridiculous, but I want to hear God so bad. I want to hear God so bad. I know you're thinking you're stupid and that looks stupid. But this is what it means in the Hebrew. It means to let your ears become funnels for God to continue giving you more of what you value. I look stupid? But it makes sense, don't it? Let your ears become funnels. Now, if you think this looks stupid, wow, boy, I can hear real good like that. If you think that looks stupid, the Hebrew word is a funnel. Well, you want Brother Floyd to put them on? He needs, he needs, okay, I'll let you, I'll let you, <laughs> why, are you going to blow in his ear? No, no, <laughs> anyway, listen, <laughs> it's the word funnel speaks of a huge funnel that the Israelites used to carry baskets of grain and a bunch of them at a time empty the baskets of grain into this funnel that goes down below into a harvest bin. I want you to think of a funnel that's over 10 feet wide. God is saying, I have so much wisdom and knowledge and understanding that that I want you to value my wisdom and knowledge to the point to where your ears become enlarged and become as big as granary bins, funnels, so that instead of just built like like working with cement, for example, how many of you have ever... Uh, did it the old-fashioned way with the, the, the little barrel that goes around. I built churches with the barrel that goes around, and we'd have to fill it up with water from a, a hand pump. But here in America, they drive up with these big trucks, and they let down those big ch- uh, channel pipe deals and just pour the semen out. I want what you're chewing on, Father. I want the wisdom from your heart. I want the knowledge from your heart. I want to be able to hear uh, and value what you're telling me. My ears become funnels to receive of your word. And this used funnel is used a lot of times in, when it uses the word uh, ear. And it says uh, that it will be days of peace. It's just the word shalom. And it means absence of hostility. Lord, I just praise you for peace in my home right now. And then uh, you, have your, you have your funnel on. Lord, I just praise you for peace in my home. I claim peace, and all of a sudden the Lord says, put your funnel in. 
I I want to pour out wisdom. How peace can be rooted and grounded in your life, in your family, and in your home. How much are you going to value my instruction, my son or my daughter? Don't just pray for peace. Get ready for a download of how to keep the peace. The absence of hostility, wholeness of life, security. It talks about physical and spiritual health through, listen to this, uh, verse 17 there. In chapter 3, verse 17, it says, Her ways are the ways of pleasantness and are her All of her paths are peace. The Living Bible says all of her ways, all, say all. All All of her ways are satisfying. Satisfying. Uh, Let me give you this right quick and I want to get to a point and I'll stop. Proverbs 2, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 21, 22 says, For the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless shall remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful, the unfaithful, drop. This word, I dropped the word by not being faithful, will be uprooted from it. Proverbs 8, verses 10 and 12. Receive my instructions. Receive my instructions, not as silver, but in knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all things that one may desire cannot be compared with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. In other words, pearls and rubies, they're hard to find. Listen, the answer you're seeking for, my brother and my sister, what we're seeking for. Listen, this is what God is saying. You must value what I'm going to say. So listen, just like pearls are hard to find, how many of you eat oysters? How many of you ever eaten oysters? How many of y'all have gotten a bunch of pearls since you've been eating oysters? You've gotten a lot of pearls? How many have gotten a lot of pearls? You've gotten a lot? About five pearls? But how many years have you been eating oysters? So, so that's not a lot of or, pearls for all the oysters you've eaten. Because you had to go through a bunch of them just to get to five. But do you still have them? Two of them. Two of them. Okay. Okay. This ain't going nowhere. All right. Thank you, no, Brother Ray. Thank you, Brother Ray. <laughs> that's good. Thank you. But that works. But listen to this. Listen. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you. I'm going over here. Anyway, but listen. How many have eaten a lot of oysters and you ain't got a lot of pearls to show for it? He's got a lot of pearls? None. But he eats a lot of oysters. Okay, it's rare to find... Then you would agree with me that it's rare to find an oyster, a, a pearl. Amen, but it don't look like a pearl wherever you find it either, does it, Rick? No, he don't. Yeah, Sandy. Oh, come on, bro. Come on. No, I've, I've seen him. It's true. It don't look like a pearl. But uh, it's something that's rare to find. How many oysters do you think you, you eat at a time? More than a dozen? Sacks of them. It's rare to find. Listen, the answer you're looking for, it's just not going to come. Let me say something. I believe in, in, in the gift of the prophet and, and prophecy. I, I have them written down. I'll war with them. But listen, so many people think all their answers will be answered when the prophet comes through town. The Lord shows me, thus saith the Lord. They come through and thank God for prophecy. But let me say something. Prophet can't live with you. But the Holy Spirit, which is profitable, can. And He will teach you and lead you. And He says, I am ready to unload all this wisdom and knowledge into you. But you've got to put your funnels in 
you got to get ready for me to pour it in, but you've got to search for it. Well, I've had eight people pray for me, and I still ain't got the answer. So you're giving up? A word that can change your life. That word can change the length of your life. The word that can change your lifestyle. A word that can change your health. Are you giving up because you haven't got an answer in a year, two years, six months? He says, I want you to value because it will come from my mouth. Kind of like you heard about them two fellows who went in the woods and a bear chased them up a tree and one of them fell down and the other one just stayed in the tree wasn't going to help them. And so the guy got on the ground and he played dead and the elephant came up to him. I mean the elephant. The bear came up to him and sniffed his ear and licked his ear and then walked off. And so when the bear was gone, the other fellow came down and said, uh, what did the bear tell you? Because I saw him talking in your ear. He said, next time, don't bring him. <laughs> but anyway, that don't make no sense. Anyway, just a good joke. But anyway, God wants to whisper in your ear. Amen? You know, I knew right away I wanted to marry this girl back in 79 when I first saw her as a 14-year-old. Had one of my buddies dare him to go take a picture of her. He went and took a picture. I still have those pictures. The first time I saw her, but you know what? I still prayed for three years. I knew in my heart was confirmed through the prophet, but I still prayed for three years. Lord, I want your perfect will. And he would speak things to me, and I would jot them down and speak to her because we wanted this to be of God. And so we prayed and, and heard from God for three years. Sometimes you wondered. Sometimes you were confused. Sometimes different things happened. But yet, when you know you hear from God and He gives you that word and He even tells you how long before you get married and when to get married, it just flows in peace. Now, Proverbs 18, 18 through 21 says, Riches and honor are with me. Enduring. Say enduring. enduring. You see, it's just enduring. It's in that shield. Enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold. My revenue than choice silver. And uh, uh, I traverse in the way of righteousness in the midst of paths of justice. It says, listen, now this talks about in, in verse 20, it says, uh, in the paths of justice. There's those, one of those words. It talks about enduring riches and honor. Listen to this. This scripture says, if you value it, you will end up. Did I tell you all the right place? You don't know? Did I say 18? 818. I'm sorry. 818. I'm trying to hurry up here. 818. Anyway, it says in verse 20, if you go on the paths of kindness, I will walk with you. What he's saying there is if, listen to this. You know how I told you there's a difference between wanting and valuing? Because you enjoy what you value. And so if you value life, you will enjoy life. If you value your health, you will enjoy health. Whatever you value, you will, enjoy, you will enjoy. And Proverbs 4, 8 through 9 says, uh, Exalt her and she will promote you and will bring you honor when you embrace her. Verse 9 says, She will place your head and, on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She will deliver you. Write this down. Wisdom is the advancement, the esteem, and the wholeness of the life of Christ. And there's that word crowned. Crown means the doers and the holders of the Word of God. Wisdom teaches to... Now, now write this down because this is an aspect that we've got to put into the, the, 
middle of these four words. Wisdom teaches us to put our heart, our feet, our hands, and our tongue under the conviction of Jehovah. Our heart, our feet, our hands, and our tongue. How do I know if I'm obeying God? Okay, what's your hands doing? How do I know if I'm obeying God and I'm in, I'm in the shield? What are your feet doing? How do I know that I'm pleasing God? What is your eyes? What is your ears? What is your mind thinking on? The heart, the thoughts, the, the hearing, the feet, the hands, and the tongue must be in a commitment to accept the teaching and act and apply oneself to act what God's telling us to do. Uh, Proverbs 2, 1 through 4 speaks of commitment, involves diligence and willingness to channel the energy in one's uh, responsibilities. Write this down. The word apply your heart means funnel. Put the funnels in. Apply your heart. Put your resources, your reasoning, your understanding into the clarity of what God wants. And then let me finish with this right here. And I know I'm, I'm hurrying, but I want to get to this point and then I'll stop for tonight. Proverbs 3, 3 says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. And, and I'll, well, listen to this. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. Deuteronomy 6, 8 through 9 says the same thing. If you shall bind, say bind. If you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and you shall be, and they shall be as a frontlets between your eyes, you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. I want you to write this down. That when it says, if you will not let it forsake you, these four things, if you will not let these four things forsake you, this is called, this verse right here is called in the Hebrew, the prescription. The prescription. This is called the prescription. It's even a pharmaceutic word. This is the prescription for health, finances, life, longevity. Binding around your neck is a medical word. When you study this word, you can go into a lot deeper study than what I'm giving you right now. When you bind it and you write it and you have it and you keep it on the doorpost, you are, it would be just like you going to get your medicine from this pharmacy and bringing it home. That's what this verse is right here. If you keep these things, then my words will keep you. Don't let them escape. What does the doctor's bottle say? Don't skip a dose. Don't skip a dose. If you read one, read two. If you pray once, read, pray twice. Whatever you're doing, don't skip a dose. God is ready to give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It's available to you every day. But it's known as the spiritual prescription. And listen to this. We'll, we'll get into this later on. One of the most important words is kindness. Every word you can study ties in to keeping them with you. Bind kindness and you'll stay healthy. Bind kindness and you'll stay in peace. Don't fall into rudeness. Don't fall into anger. Don't fall into envy or jealousy. Bind justice and blamelessness and fairness around you. And these things will not come against you and you will stand under the hedge and the protection of God. This is the spiritual prescription for a life of wisdom. How many receive that? Let's stand up. Hallelujah.